0: What? 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 wake up wake up what's what's going on take off your victorian nightcap it's christmas day it's christmas day (laughs) yeah oh my god
1: (laughs) well i feel like it was christmas day just a few days ago is is it again
0: father Father christmas has been and he's dropped off 10 games from throughout (laughs) the year Wow, we, is it is it games? Is it new games that I've not played? Uh, it's games, your favourite games that you've already played.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, that sounds really good. Oh, and wow! Also, this, this is the best Christmas
0: ever. Leaflets of ten games that we really like. Anticipating. Oh you know? wow! Okay,
1: <laughs> you know what we should do with all of that, Scott? We what? should record a podcast about oh, it. Oh
0: my god!
1: And talk about them with each other. What an idea! Well, Welcome to the Nerd Under hello. Geek Game of the Year podcast. For would I say it's Game of the Year for 2020 or 2021? Because we're in 2021 say, didn't now. Didn't say
0: a year, but you said it now. It's 2020. Yeah. So games. Uh, we're back out of hibernation. <laughs> we're out of hibernation. We're back. Um, yeah. Full. Pod- back in business. Now the the podcast season two should at the moment we're planning to resume in February because Cal's got to get internet hooked up at his new house. Yes, but we're currently uh, but- <laughs> we've improvised a tech solution for today uh, to because you uh, can't do the Game of the Year podcast. In the Game of the Year podcast,
1: you can't do it in February. It's too late. <laughs> no one cares anymore about last yeah. year. They care about the next year. But we want to talk about last year for now. So welcome back to the Nerdal Geek Podcast. It's going to be like like Scott said. We have make got a makeshift setup right now. I've recently moved home, so in in the time in the time since the last podcast. Back in October, end of October, and now there's been some changes. I've moved home. I've got. I'm, I'm in a new house. I was in there for Christmas. It's really great, but I cannot get internet in this new house until the 27th of January, which is madness. I don't. I don't
0: know why. What, What's the story? That I, I never. Put, I never um, asked you about that. Like why? Why not until the 27th? I don't know. I
1: don't know why that is. So I um. So the person before me had internet, but from what I understand, they were paying for the cheapest possible internet, which I mean, in this day and age, how do you do that? Like, how do you just go, oh, whatever's the cheapest, we'll get that. And that will do is like, especially when you have been working from home for a year, how have you been surviving? So he was just like on some bog standards, broadband internet, sort of like slow speeds. Um, and I've obviously need to go for the fiber connection internet. And while it is available in my area, I don't think it's installed in my house. And so they need to send it in, an engineer out to install it into my house. And the earliest they can do that is the 27th of January.
0: Wow. So nobody in like the past 20 years has thought, I like fibre at this address.
1: No, I guess not. Cool. I mean, the, the, the house is only five years old. So it's, it's oh, a new okay. house anyway.
0: But Yeah. I mean, maybe put it in when you have, build it. Maybe they would have put that in when they built the house, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's really weird, especially because like, so I'm going with BT. Uh, basically, I had two choices for fast internet. You either have slow internet at like ten megabits per second. For you, have a bunch of different providers, but to get fiber internet at my address, I need to go with either BT or EE, and both of those are owned by the same company. So it didn't really matter right. which one I went for. Right. um Yeah, so I've gone with I've gone with BT, and the earliest they can install fiber is the twenty seventh of January. Even though on TV advertising new new rates for the new year um it's so i was watching like tv actual real life tv because i can't just stream stuff right now um and they were like oh for new year get into the new year with the best broadband speeds i'm like i want to but you won't let me (laughs) please (laughs) bring me the bring me the internet so i've not got that so i've got my so the other part of the setup is that we, we, me and Scott, are now having to do a phone call with each other. We're on a, to, an old fashioned phone this. call. Yeah, I've got my mobile phone out. Scott's got his out, and we're recording locally on our PCs. I'm then going to use. <laughs> so you're then going to send me the file. Yeah, how I'm going you... to connect to? I'm going to connect to an internet elsewhere with Download a laptop. It. Yeah, put put it onto a USB stick and then put it into my PC so that I can then edit it together before putting it back onto the USB stick, (laughs) taking a laptop elsewhere and uploading it to the internet.
0: Cool. So that's a (gasps) bit of an insight behind the scenes.
1: It's a mess. I'm also, in in case the audio, I don't know what the audio is like, but I'm currently sat in my living room uh, because not everything's unpacked yet. So I've got my, my PC unpacked and attached to the TV in my living room. I've managed to find my microphone this morning and I can't find the microphone stand anywhere. So I'm currently sat in my living room with the microphone on top of a box of mini cheddars, uh, using that as a makeshift microphone stand. Cool. So I've so not got any of my usual setup. excuse, listener. It might be echoey. It might not. I don't know. It could be anything. You know, we, we don't know. My cat just my just opened the front, the the living room door. So I've not even got that enclosed in anymore. It's going very well. <laughs> but the, the important thing is we're doing a podcast. Carl, Scott, have you
0: played at least five video
1: games this year? I I I I mean I was i will doing my game of the year video as well but I played 70 video games All this right. year. Then you must have a top 5. Like I have a top 5. Yeah. You
0: must.
1: <laughs> I do have a top 5. Um, are
0: there at least 5 video games coming out next year?
1: There is at least 5 then video games coming out this year. you be
0: anticipating at least 5 of them.
1: I am <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I am. Uh what's what are you just in your usual setup right now Scott how's how's your yeah, christmas am, been for like uh, listeners? Christmas has been
0: fine. I've stayed in London. Uh, even before they announced the tier four, I had long planned to just stay here because I looked at those case numbers and I thought, "Ooh, I don't really <laughs> want to, don't really want to risk it." So I, yeah, so I basically planned to stay here. It was fine. I had Christmas food. I cooked Christmas dinner um, for myself. Uh, it was very nice. Just we were, were you on your own? Uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, I've uh, for officially for the purpose of this podcast, I was on my own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay so sounds good yeah 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 okay i get you i get you
0: <laughs> um, um if they did introduce tier four very suddenly
1: yes it's true uh, uh well that sounds that's that's a positive it sounds even positive about it though like it's uh if you if you hear my cat at all in the background by the way it's okay listeners i'm sorry uh but it sounds positive for you so that's something i suppose it's been a very weird one this year
0: yeah, it's have been you, a weird it, one. I, it was relaxing. Like I miss my family, but um it was I did just do some painting, it was quite nice, really. Um, have
1: you got anything to catch listeners up on since
0: uh Oh yeah. So but a few days after the last podcast, uh my yep. employer announced that they were trying to cut our wages by <laughs> by twenty per cent. Uh I won't go into the details, uh but suffice it to say uh we have now unionized and we're currently threatening to strike over it so fuck capitalism yep um fuck capitalism uh but it has been really amazing to see all the solidarity and the hard work of my fellow of my colleagues uh the people i work with uh we've worked really hard just shout out to unite the union uh the uk's largest union who have been really helpful we've Unite under unite and they've been really fantastic uh continue to be with their advice and all the stuff they've been planning uh really great so yeah hopefully uh we actually get them uh to sit down at the table and i won't kind of go into too much detail but it's been a real time it's been a real (laughs) stressful time so yeah i bet but it's looking better i don't want to jinx it but it's looking okay uh, now they seem to be taking us seriously, now that we're actually balloting to strike. So, Good. yeah, that's, that's that's consumed much of my November and December.
1: Rinse them for all they're worth. <laughs> and also for what they're not worth. Rinse them for that as well.
0: Just want a fair pay. That's all mm. we want. Well, what if you got more than that? <laughs> well, I think they profit off our labours, so I think. Um <laughs> yeah more than we're getting before is probably fair but we want at least what we were getting before
1: that's so have you been paid less for the past two months then
0: no because the new contracts do not start basically um they were because we were all employed on rolling fixed term contracts and they announced that they were stopping the fixed term contracts. they won't wouldn't renew the fixed terms but they would offer new perm contracts at lower rates of pay uh so our the the fixed terms don't end until kind of it depends on when everyone like joined uh but um they will end usually sometime in january okay and then the new contract starts so
1: happy new year i guess
0: yeah brilliant
1: brilliant do you have five video games that you played this year (laughs) yeah i I, I think what's what's interesting to me scott yeah and, and this isn't this isn't a slight on you at all but this year is the year when more people than ever started playing video games. And video games became like this bigger thing that more people people were doing more they and they were more pretty often. big before though. They were. But I feel like this year with everyone locked down, like I mean you're looking at all the sales stats and things, video games are massive. More and more people are playing more video games than they ever did. And I feel like you're the
0: one the one outlier who maybe played less video games than he did the year before. Yeah, probably. It's because I got really into painting.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's fine as well. Um, it's yeah, yeah. I want to actually give a special shout out to warhammer 40k ninth edition which was the new one released this year and also miniature painting in general as a hobby just because that really has i've got i've played many good video games this year uh but i think miniature painting has really become one of my major hobbies this year that has been my thing that i've done while stuck indoors uh so yeah great it's been really enjoyable shout out That's to good. miniature painting as a hobby you nice. can see more photos of miniatures I paint at the Nerd and or Geek Instagram.
1: Go check it out. It's, it's, there's some good. You, you, I mean, I'm I've known you for a long time. I wouldn't have you down as like someone who's like a very delicate painter. But some <laughs> of those figures you'll do Some of those figures you got there look really good. Oh, thank you. Although they they really really impressive. It sort of makes me think maybe I could
0: do that. You, and then yeah, you could you could learn. It's quite quite um quite a thing. Yeah, some simple I, know, I, th- you can I feel use. like. To, uh,
1: I feel like dyspraxia would sort of ruin anything that yeah, I try maybe. and do with that. Uh,
0: but you, there are you can kind of there are techniques you can use. You can take it slow, and uh, yeah, use. You, you don't have to uh, do every fine details. You can use some some techniques or pick out details and so on. Yeah, expensive well, as hell, though,
1: wasn't it, it? Pardon it's expensive as hell though isn't it
0: uh it's not the okay so miniature painting is not the cheapest hobby you could possibly have like it's (laughs) it's not it's not cheaper than say going for a walk but it's not the most (laughs) expensive but like it's not the most expensive hobby either like i can definitely think of hobbies people i know have that are probably more expensive like i know some people are really into cars that's probably uh and not like sports cars but just like like Messing around with cars is probably more expensive. If you're into sort of like some kind of sport, like skiing or like rock climbing, mm. that could that could run you. So like it's it's around there. It's not like a, a a the most expensive thing that you could possibly do. And um it could also be cheaper or more expensive depending on how. For instance, are you willing to sort of mix colors yourself out of like a base set of about 14 that you have, or do you want to buy no. all all these different shit? Okay, so you're not. Well, you because you can kind of paint most anything with like the same base set of about fourteen colors, uh, which is quite uh, useful if you if you are willing to um like experiment and mix colors around to find like shades you want, um, and stuff like that. So it's definitely um it can be more or less expensive depending on how much you're willing to like do yourself.
1: Okay, uh, I,
0: I feel like... But also, if you're also just get, not interested in it, then that's also fine.
1: I am, the thing is, I am interested mm. in it. It's, it's always been something that I think, oh, I, I mean, when I was younger, mm. I think I might talk about this on the podcast, like, I got, oh, yes, I got into it yeah. for a little bit. Um, Like, I've always wanted to be into that, it's just, I don't know, It's it's, it's a big effort to get into, isn't it, as well, mm. like... And you know, like making sure you're getting the right stuff and doing it properly and things—it it just seems like a lot to get
0: into. It, it it is like a hobby, like a new hobby that you're getting into. And if you already have hobbies that occupy your time, you might not yeah. have time uh, to get into it. I, I think well, I
1: think I was complaining to you before that I don't like—I'm running out of time to do everything that I want yeah. to do anyway. Yeah. Maybe adding another thing onto that is not hmm. the best I idea. I mean, I,
0: I, I can link you to some fun videos if you like that will explain the basics. Um, yeah, then I'll watch them in a, a month's time. Sure. Well, okay. Uh, when, <laughs> when I, I may, when I'm got also, again, may, maybe when I see you next, um, when in the far off future, when we can actually safely <laughs> see each other, uh, which I was meant to see you this time last year, I'm realising that, and then then pandemic happened. So, um, well, the
1: thing is, this time last year we were organising to meet up, and then then like. We bo- we were both busy so we didn't manage to get We, we, to do we so. were
0: getting to the point of being like, let's compare diaries. Let's maybe yeah. do it sometime in March, I think we were saying. And then, yeah, and then... by by the time <laughs> March rolled around, it wasn't possible anymore. No. So, it's not possible. So, so I don't I don't know when I'll see you. Uh, but potentially I I don't know. I've want been per timer. Maybe later this year.
1: I looked at the vaccine calculator. Like so you can put in your mm. details and it'll give you like mm. an idea of when you're likely to be vaccinated. Mm. based on, like, a million people getting vaccinated a week. And I know they, I know they want to do two million, but let's be honest, probably not going to happen. Uh And they reckon that I will be vaccinated sometime between January and June of 2022.
0: Okay, well... It's <laughs> we'll, good, isn't we'll it? See, we'll see. Um, <laughs> that's good. Well, maybe when we finally see each other, I can bring uh, some paints and stuff uh, and brushes, and we can have a little go.
1: That sounds good. That sounds that sounds That's, fun. We'll give, we'll, give, we'll give that. Tune shot. in
0: to that video sometime in the next two years,
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> if we're still here, who knows? Um, so the way this is going to work then, top top, uh, we're both we've both collected top five video games of the year. We're going to take a turns talking about them. They're not going to be in any particular order. Yeah, and then we're also going to talk about our top five anticipated games for twenty twenty one. I also suggested like chucking in. Couple of games we're disappointed in, but maybe maybe let's just keep it
0: happy. Let's maybe, it yeah. Um,
1: uh, we don't need to talk about the disappointments of the year. Twenty twenty was disappointing enough as it is.
0: Yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, I, and also the games that disappointed me more or less I still enjoyed. They just were not quite as good as I was expecting. So I don't really want to drag the yeah. developers um, for um, especially as most of them were like indies uh who were That's not true. abusing their workers so as far as i know yeah uh so <laughs> i didn't i don't necessarily <laughs> want to sort of be down on them even though because i still enjoy them uh but That's anyway fair. i'm going to kick it off uh microsoft flight do you simulator want, do you want to give
1: your wait wait do you want to give your other special oh. shout out first or do we, should we do the shout outs first I, I just
0: just named my first one i've spoiled it now for a listener fine uh, right, we'll, uh, we'll
1: do the shout outs at the end then okay well do i, you I gave a one. shout microsoft... out to the miniature
0: painting i gave i've got okay. two shout outs i gave a shout out to the star give a shout out at the end
1: Okay, so that sounds good. Let's see. So, first one, your first game of the year is Microsoft, is Microsoft Flight, Flight Simulator.
0: Simulator. What a game! Um, I, a game that I actually bothered learning how to like do all the playing stuff. You didn't. You didn't do the tutorials all the way through. I remember. I,
1: ju- I didn't. But,
0: <laughs> but I I did those tutorials, and I was I I was flying a plane like a pro. Probably it was what a, what a game. What an achievement. Um, that yeah, really, it,
1: that really was. And like I, they what what's been interesting to me. Is there like they're still adding to it? So like they've been mm. making some changes to the world. So if you go to like New York right now, it looks even better than it, than it did when it first launched. Um, so it's like it's it's that's that's a game which so Flight Simulator hasn't been around for a while.
0: don't Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't know what they were doing with it. I think they tried like a cloud service or something. I don't know how successful that was. But yeah, they a the new one came out and it was. That when I look back at the year, that's something that really sticks out in my mind. Not only playing it, but like the buzz around it, people like looking at their home locations from the perspective of a plane. Yeah, I, I we yeah. discussed it extensively on the podcast. I don't quite know what the appeal is, but there is definitely an appeal of doing that flight simulation thing and flying over Swindon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I remember um, on one of the streams that I did of it, because I, I did a few streams when it when it came out. Um, I flew. The routes from like uh, the airport, like near Rawton, near Swindon, and then flew from there and just flew to my house, like following the roads mm. as I remembered. And just like being able- the idea that they've got the whole of the world like mapped out in there is just, I think that's the appeal, isn't it? Like it's yeah. the appeal of just being able to go and see real places as they look. Also, having real time weather and things and like daylight, mm. daylight yeah. and like nighttime and, then- and things just ha- all happening in real time as it was. In real life, it's just <laughs> it's just mesmerizing. There was no, no an article game recently... No
0: other has um, uh, got me to do nothing for two hours on a flight. And, yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in a year where I can't go anywhere, I can fly free as a bird in Microsoft Flight Absolutely. Simulator. Absolutely. And uh, I want to get it out again now. I'm talking about it. I want to do a little flight or something. I it wish I was, could. Yeah. Wish, I can't, you though, wish because you could. I, I need the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do, don't you? I
1: can't so, do uh, it. Apparently it's coming out on the Series X later this year as well. So being able to play that in four K in my in my living mm. room is going to be really special. I think <laughs> that's a game which I, I'm definitely going to come back to. It's one that I wanted to do a charity thing for, but then that didn't happen for two reasons. Yes, one it wouldn't it wasn't going to happen when I was when I was still in the flat because I didn't want to spend twenty four hours next to my neighbor's bedroom talking to a microphone because I bet they would that would really piss them off. And then when I moved. Obviously, I can't do it because I've not got internet for a month. So maybe at some point in the new year, we'll still do that charity stream. A 24-hour charity stream. Uh, eventually. Who knows? <laughs> I, I would like to do that. But yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator, great choice for the first um, game of the year there. Should Thanks, I do one? Cal-
0: yeah, you you kick off.
1: Let's go Animal Crossing then. Uh, so a similar thing where uh, in a world where you can't, can't really go outside... Having a little place to go to and socialize is, is been very important. So Animal Crossing, I think, really filled in that that spot uh, this year. I mean, I, I ended up putting around two hundred and fifty hours into my town. Uh, that that was between what me does and your my town
0: partner. Look like now, Cal,
1: it's really good, Scott.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really nice. I've got all the <laughs> So I played it differently to you. So I remember you playing Animal Crossing and just wanting like this natural. Uh, oh yes, like, I was very
0: anti civilization. Yes. I wanted. Well, Whereas I yeah.
1: I have gone into this and I've been like I want to get the perfect town. And I want to make my town look nice for people who come round. I want to be able to sort of show it off. So I've got like areas of my town for specific things. All of my villagers have got their houses in rows. And you can like walk paths in between the houses. It, it, I've got like a whole market area where my shop and things is. Like on a separate island. It's all very nice. I, we've got, we've got a, a park at the top of the town now. So like you go up the hills, you walk past a football pitch, and at the top is like a little park which you can walk through with like trees and things. And at the end of the park road is a like a, a spa area with a DJ and <laughs> and a swimming pool and things. And it's it's all very nice and very much not this sort of this run down uh, town from when you first start the game. So I've got the five star island. I've got these little special flowers that grow because you've got the five star islands it's all very nice and now it's at a point where i only really log in for special events because i don't want to change anything in the town like i've got everything just how i like it and so there's less for me to do each day now that i've got there but the time it took to actually get there and the journey of like actually getting there and like just seeing all my friends towns and things i've gone back onto that game every month this year in some capacity and so that's been a game that i have continued to play throughout the entire year and has continued to be just this really great experience I think it is missing stuff that some of the older Animal Crossings had, but what it does add is is so much. It's just it's just nice and it's it's everything I really wanted from Animal Crossing when I wanted it on the Switch. I think, that, was that was that one of my most anticipated for this year?
0: I think like it yeah. was. Have I'd to have to back listen on back on to your podcast. Years. I don't want to go back to the 2019 podcast because it's too painful <laughs> to think of how full of hope <laughs> we were. We had were. no
1: idea! We yeah, had, we no, had idea no idea what was coming! Uh, I might I listen want, to it again.
0: I wonder what's happened to my Animal Crossing town. I had my time there, then I left. Yeah. Canonically, I left.
1: Canonically? <laughs> you just travelled somewhere else. Mm. What I loved from the 3DS days, uh, when Animal Crossing was there, people used to make comics of like what their town what their person was doing, because obviously they were playing other games, so they'd show like, their, their main Animal Crossing character in like Link's outfit and things. And Isabel's writing on letters saying, oh, I know you're out adventuring somewhere right now, but hopefully one day you'll come back. And it's just, it was nice. I, I like those comics. <laughs> That's Animal Crossing then. What is, a, any other memories of Animal Crossing for you? Uh,
0: no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fine. It was nice. The um, Easter bunny turned me off. The Easter
1: Bunny really fucking ruined it for you,
0: didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. When,
1: when you had the eggs ruining everything that you wanted to do, mm. I think that was the point where you were like... I, no, I think
0: I, g- I just reached my natural end with the game. Like I played yeah. like 30 hours or something, 40 hours, so...
1: That's pretty good still. Like for, I mean, okay. I know it's a game where you could play like hundreds of hours, but I mean, that's still a pretty decent amount to get out of a game. Yeah, I, I had a really nice time with it, and I'm looking forward... It looks like they're going to continue to update it this year as well. So maybe... I'll change my entire town up, or maybe that's the, that's the thing, though. Because once you reach a reach a certain point, I, I find it very hard to change anything in my town. Now it's like I've done all my projects.
0: You, you've made it too pristine. Is thing. you into the trap that I told you to avoid. Is you I know. You've built it up to you've ruined this pristine natural landscape um, by, and now you're afraid to change anything.
1: Maybe I need to start a new town.
0: i' a well, race, the well, old me- one
1: or maybe i'll play some other games who knows uh
0: what is... harvest moon's coming out next year this year
1: another harvest moon apparently those are, those haven't been very good have they the, the new ones new ones. stardew one valley sort of, yeah stardew valley sort of ate its lunch
0: mm. well maybe
1: I'll more, maybe i'll I may play more stardew valley who knows what is your next game
0: uh, I had to I've had to be reminded this one came out this year because it feels like a million years ago. Uh, I know it's a cliche to say but Black Mesa came out which was the uh officially released um remake of Half-Life the 1998 classic uh, oh, yeah. in the modern Source engine. Uh yeah, it was uh, I mean Half-Life I, I I went into Black Mesa wondering if it would still hold up and guess what? Half-Life really holds up. Uh Yeah, anime, I think
1: what what I'm finding this year especially interesting is um, the like, the remasters of like older games and just how well some of those older games do hold
0: up. Yeah, there, there might be another one on my list. There up. is. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but uh, but like it's but yeah. it's
1: surprising like come back to those games. So Black Mesa is isn't actually a, a made by Valve, is it? Like it's it's no, a remaster it of Half Life.
0: It is like a a very long. It's like 15 year long project by fans. Uh, that they've they now released as a full commercial game because Valve's not doing anything with Half-Life. So I think we're just al- allowing people to release Half-Life products. Uh, but yeah, Black Mesa, is a very long road to get there. They, it was a real passion project and that shines through, you know, I think, in nearly every aspect. Uh, bits, Some bits changed, uh, some bits updated. Uh, you don't have to um, long jump nearly as much anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything to me, but uh, okay, are you talking that, about Half-Life or Mario now? No, Half-Life has some first-person platforming. It still does. It still has some first-person platforming elements, but there was like a long jump move that you had to do quite a bit to uh, get get around. That you,
1: you, you run, you press left trigger, then you let go and jump,
0: and then you just you, go, yahoo! You, you run, you sprint, yep. you crouch, then you jump. Yeah, just like in Mario, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great.
0: Yeah, uh, but so, um, it's and I, I think I said on the podcast, it was amazing to to go back and play. And I, there were bits where I was like, oh, they've added this. A so definite this wasn't in an the original. Then I went back and played the original and it was like some of the, some of the bits. They're yeah, very impressive what they were doing all the way back in it 98. Is, but... It is
1: fascinating what like a new coat of paint can do to sort of like make mm. things feel completely fresh.
0: Yeah. So, so, was is the that... gameplay,
1: I, I know you said they removed the long jump and things, but was the gameplay, like, the level design still the same?
0: Yes, it is It is a fairly faithful remake of Half-Life with okay. a couple of elements tweaked. Uh, so, it's, it's, not, for... it's not
1: like they just took the, like, areas of Half-Life but made whole new levels around it. No, it no. T- the same I think story. you still
0: can long jump. I think this, the game doesn't demand that you do it anymore. Okay, right. Uh but yeah, and yeah, the it is a remake of Half Life, so all the the, the levels are uh, the same with a few bits added, but they are mostly uh, the same. And um, yeah, it's the same game essentially, yeah, but with a little refresher, and that's all Half Life needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember playing Half Life two a few years ago and feeling like it's um, showing its age a bit. Like it was st- still very much like a good game, but like visually and just some some mechanics and things, some puzzles, for example you're like, okay, th- if this was released now that <laughs> stuff would probably be cut out a little well, bit
0: Well, Half-Life 2 had a lot of basic physics puzzles, but you've got to remember that this was the first time yeah. you could do those things.
1: Yeah, but I feel like if it was released again now, mm. maybe they would like either shorten or remove some of those to make it sort yeah. of flow a bit better uh,
0: The boss that not... helicopter might be like, changed <laughs> But that's Half-Life or, 2 uh, which yeah. isn't one of my games of the year, but Black Mesa is <laughs>
1: No, I was, I was very adamant that we keep the games off
0: released in this year. Yeah, and, you've, yeah. and you've
1: managed to find a way around that with remasters, <laughs> which is very
0: good. But my, my first two... For our Game of the Year podcast, my first two questions to Carol were, one, do they have to be video games? Two, <laughs> do they have to have come out this year? So... <laughs> Look, sometimes the classics are what you need to feel comfortable,
1: right? Like Sometimes so you just want to play y- games that you've played before. Just
0: think, listener, you could have been tuning into Nerd and or Geek's top 10 whatever's of whenever. <laughs> I feel like we did that last year with the, with the
1: games of the generation or something, or games of the past 10 years. It was games of a decade, wasn't it? Mm. We pretty much did that.
0: I think <laughs> restricting it to video games was far too restrictive. should have just been top 10 things of the past <laughs> should we do a second podcast where we just do top 10 things <laughs> top 10 things from all of history
1: yeah there we go Well, that <laughs> we'll add, we'll add it's a list of planned episodes that we'll never get around to um we could do that along with the Glowcast and oh my god. the rest of the Super, dragon ball Super gt watch.
0: forecast will come back yeah. again <laughs> at some point
1: oh god gt's just bad it's just uh, not fun to watch.
0: Bit by bit, I'm falling under your spell. Your smile's all I need to see to know will. In this endless darkness, singing, come along with me. Hold my hand. What? What? What's not to, to like?
1: I mean, if we just watch the intro every every episode, I'll be, <laughs> be into that. That'd be good.
0: Do you want to <laughs> just watch the intro and then the recap for the last episode? <laughs> that <we didn't> watch? <laughs>
1: My next game is... I'm going to, I'm going to go along the, the remake line with you, and I'm going to go for Final Fantasy VII Remake. What's interesting about this game is that it's... I, 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 Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy game that I played. And so when I was younger, I had a lot of love for it. And since then, I've sort of fallen out of love with it and forgotten what it was about that world that made me so invested in it. I, I, I don't know if I if I mentioned on a podcast before, but when I was younger... In final fantasy 7 it came to a point where i couldn't get past a certain part and rather than not playing because i was so invested in this world i would just start again and just keep playing the start of a game over and over i, I did that i love a lot of games i think i did that with Metabots as well but when i got invested in a world if i couldn't get through to a certain part i would just start again just so i could keep playing rather than just being stuck on the same part and final fantasy 7 was one of those what final fantasy 7 remake did was it changed a lot of things while also sort of keeping the same spirits and heart that the original Final Fantasy VII had and made me realize what it was about that world that I was so enraptured with when I was younger. I've spent a long time just going, ah, oh, Final Fantasy VII, it doesn't hold up, it's not that great, whatever. But playing remake, I'm like, oh no, there's, there's a lot of things here where I really like about this world, I like about these characters, I'm super invested in it. And for them to then take it a step further and be like, everything you know It feels the same, but we're changing things. They really mean it when they say remake. They're basically remaking the world, and the story fits into that. Not to get into spoiler territories here, because we want to try and avoid spoilers. We're suggesting games that you maybe want to go back and try out. But the story stuff they get through with that to sort of justify this game's existence as opposed to just being a remake of a popular franchise, but to actually say, hey, we're going to do some new stuff with this, is absolutely fascinating and the game ends with you not really knowing where it's going to go next so even though it's the, it's it's the first part of a quote-unquote episodic series although i don't really ever see it that way i think anyone who thinks of it is just like an episodic game is maybe looking at it the wrong way episode two i couldn't tell you where it's going to go it's not going to follow the same story as final fantasy 7 did and that's so fascinating to me and also kind of brave in a market where people have been dying for a remake for final fantasy 7 to be like okay you can have it but on our terms and i think there's so many companies that are just trying to appease fans these Mm -hmm. days and just give the fans exactly what they want but that for this big like big mass market company like square enix who have had fans who sort of have shit on final fantasy for the past 10 years who say it's like not within its heyday to be like okay we'll go back to the heyday but we're not it's not how you remember it It's, it's a new one uh it's just it's it's so interesting and so fascinating. It's one of the first, one of the only moments where I've been genuinely incredibly surprised by a game this year.
0: The main thing I know about the the remake, and this I guess is kind of a spoiler, so uh, skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want to know. But uh, as far, there are like time changing eels. Yeah. No, there are like e- time. They're like dimensional eels that are trying to keep Final Fantasy VII the same, and you as a player must defeat them so that you can change Final Fantasy VII. Yes. I which is Which is is just
1: batshit as hell and so fucking cool. Like, when you go... Again, okay, skip ahead two minutes if you want to avoid any spoilers whatsoever. I'll give you one last chance. In ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You go into time and you fight fate itself to to, to get rid of, like... To to kill fate and change the course of history. (laughs) And... And Change that, the that might game. be that might be a good or bad thing. Like you're encouraged to do that by the main villain of the game, Sephiroth, who has suggested. Okay, we're really getting spoiler territory here. Um, I can't I can't get to uh, even even though I've just given <laughs> like, a warning, I can't get too much further into it without just completely ruining the ending. But Sephiroth's got some screwy shit going on, and he wants he, he looks like he wants you to do this shit. And it's just I don't know if they're going to do the big kill anymore, like the big like, Eris death in the original Final Fantasy VII it's like one of the gaming's big moments i don't know if they're going to do that anymore it's so fucking good and so just like yeah you've got to respect it and it, and it also it made the fans mad which i also yep. respect a lot <laughs> um let's is a remake let's do your next game then
0: yeah command and conquer remastered another uh, update of an old game uh had a lot of fun with this one command conquer uh is one of my favorite video game series uh been neglected sadly the past 10 to 15 years depending on um how much you like cnc3 uh but yeah but it was four. really nice to see um the re- and again the real time strategy genre is something that has been a bit of a depression lately just like me but tell you what did <laughs> relieve my depression was playing i'm looking forward command- to scott conquer- hunter
1: remastered <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna be my <laughs> when I emerge with my new look in 2022. That's gonna <laughs> what I'm gonna call myself. Same's got underneath, remastered.
1: but new, new look, new coat of paint. Yeah, now in <laughs> HD. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about command and conquer remaster again remastered. is this another situation where it plays the same as the old game yes like new so it is it what? is
0: the two games it is the original command and conquer plus command and conquer red alert so uh, and all their like expansiony bits all like the content extra content they had even the missions that were for the console releases they've got in there oh um, wow but it it is those games uh with you can Play with original graphics if you want. It will run on modern like modern hardware, modern monitors. Or they've got new kind of HD graphics, which are still like 2D stuff. Uh, but um, you know, with a but more sort of um, obviously in, in a higher detail, higher resolution. We're kind of a, a a drawn. Not I'm not gonna say it looks hand drawn, but it looks uh, it's still it's still it's not like realistic, right? It's still a 2D graphic. Yeah. So that's uh, right, but with but in much higher detail, you can choose between new and old graphics, uh and also all the cutscenes, all the um you know live action cutscenes have been updated into. They're using their original masters, uh I think. With you no, know, it's in HD and everything. Have they
1: been using? Uh, I think did I read it somewhere they use like AI upscaling or something on them to make them look, uh, look a little bit
0: better. Has the AI been upscaled? I'm not quite sure. No, no. I mean, ha- I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, of the, um, oh, of the videos, the, you know, using uh, AI to upscale videos. it to HD.
0: Um, maybe I don't know if they I did realize. or not. Okay. Um, but the one thing I'll say against it is that the AI pathfinding definitely hasn't been improved <laughs> since, uh, uh, because those units get lost. But no, it's it it's fun. It again, it's one of those situations where I wasn't sure if it would hold up. Uh, it still is a lot of fun. Had fun playing multiplayer of this. Um, this reminds me I've not yet played Age of Empires 3 remastered but that's another fun multiplayer RTS that I should play but whatever c c remasters on my list because um, yeah it was another in a year of desperate sadness it was another reminder of good things from the past and I'm really hoping this heralds a, a set of high quality remakes for the the two sequels for Tiberian Sun and Red Alert 2 because I think those... it sold pretty well didn't it i think it did sell very well oh and also updated soundtrack amazing remastered in some cases re-recorded soundtrack um from That's frank cool. Ka- Kaplaki, um the, the original and um and his band uh that was yeah brilliant uh so just a great soundtrack as well uh that I've, more than the visuals i think is having the uh, remastered soundtrack that really brought the game into the present uh so yeah it was great to play a good rts again and it's a shame it had to be an rts from 25 years ago but <laughs> that that's the situation we're in uh there have been good artists of course of i think course, we course. might have talked
1: about it on the podcast before but I let me ask the question again anyway i mean all of these games there are games of the year so i'm sure we've talked about them on the podcast but so commander conquer remastered you're saying it plays exactly the same as it did 25 years ago does it is it not like smooth or anything like Uh, they have have
0: introduced uh some things that were in that from later games that have some more um that have some more convenience right so i think they have some like shortcuts uh that weren't in the original but did come in later uh to like navigate around they've got um unit grouping you can group i think more than 10 units together now uh which is really good and just (laughs) stuff like that so there are there are some added updates for like convenience
1: Okay, that's pretty really good. Cool. Um, was this? Is this the year that Warcraft Three Remaster came out? Was that last year? Uh, it is. Was this year, and it was shit. Yeah, that's so. so like, it's so weird uh, to me that that was ended up being badly. Like mm. Blizzard's big franchise, and yet Commander yep. and Conquer, where we haven't really heard anything from it for such a long time, mm-hmm. would come back with such a big like. Damn, people have already thought about
0: Warcraft Three Remastered. That might have been one of my
1: anticipated games last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, it might might have been one of our biggest disappointments. I don't <laughs> mind saying that Blizzard disappointed me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it's I never ended up playing it because it just looks so mm-hmm. shit. It's funny to me like, Command and Conquer Remastered actually even happened because the we also like the other announcement for Command and Conquer was that phone game. Did you remember that?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it looked. Did that come obviously out? Like it looked terrible. I don't know if it actually came out. It might have done, but it was again. It it was amazing. Just like Black Mesa, this looked like a real work of passion, and it was kind of amazing to see it coming out of EA, who tend yeah. to fuck stuff up, real bad. Uh, so they got
1: the original people on it, didn't they? The original uh, makers of the game, like were yeah, involved I'm, in this, we must.
0: perhaps I, I'm not. I'm not quite, I'm quite sure. I can't confirm that, but yeah it is um it was you no know, no microtransactions or anything i know that's thin it's weird that we have to praise that but it was a yeah. faithful remake uh so i'm good i'm interested
1: in what I sort of it. like remake stuff goes because i'm i'm fame not famously but i i quite often have said that i don't really like the idea of just padding out console releases with re with remasters but usually that means like the, in, in previous generations, it's been very much like a. Here's a game that came out on the last console generation, and it's been upscaled to 720p or 1080p or whatever, with no changes whatsoever. It's just, it's just same textures, same everything else. It's just upscaled to this this higher resolution, and we've called it a day. That really, like, I, that doesn't. I don't like that at all, really. Uh, it's what Nintendo did with the Super Mario 3D Collection, which is, you know, a disappointment. Um, <laughs> but having these actual remasters where they've gone in and changed, like. The graphics made it look nicer and sort of added some quality of life stuff that's where i think these these things like can really come alive again you know you're not just playing the exact I mean, while it is mostly the same game it's it feels fresher because of it and i think that's i'd like to see more companies do that because clearly it's working out quite well for them we'll, I suppose we'll see uh my next game is a bit of a surprise that this is in my top five actually Sackboy's big Adventure which is a game that mm. is for the PS5 and also PS4, I think. But it's a game that I picked up for the PS5 as a game to play with my partner. So to sort of give us something to play together on the new consoles. And it's probably the most fun I've had with a platformer, like a, like a 3D platformer, since 3D World. And it's very much a very similar game to Super Mario 3D World. Like you're, you're, you've got this top-down perspective, you're running around this little world um and you have like every le- like each- different levels have different gimmicks to them and things so like sometimes you'll get some get like something added to the level which you will never see again for the rest of the game and basically sony has got its own super mario 3d world on the ps5 and it is sack big adventure it's uh it's a really f- nice game it's a very sort of fun game it's not particularly difficult but it's just i just had a- so much fun with it it's like re- got a really good handcrafted world which looks like it's all made out of like yarn and like toys and things pushed switched push together. It's it, it looks spectacular on the PS5 and 4K. It plays very well. And it also acted as a reminder of what I love about video games because playing it with my partner, there were some levels we go into it and she'd just be so amazed at what was going on there. Like it's like it's just like there were so many wow moments which really elevated the game for me. Like having someone who plays a lot less games than me, but like going into this game just being like, whoa, this is genuinely amazing was was just really nice to, to to have and i'm not sure if it would have that effect, same effect on everyone but just having someone there to sort of be like oh yeah games can have this effect on people still was quite a magical experience astro bot uh astro's playroom also a similar sort of thing but with with sack lot longer game i think we've got more of those moments which was really nice plus great soundtrack and it has musical levels so there's a there's like a level based around david bowie's let's dance where every everything going on in the in the level is times to the music and those are just great fun so i had a really great time with sat boys big adventure Excellent. what's your next what's Excellent.
0: your next game scott oh my next game is um game So i probably spent the most time with this year uh <laughs> pie cross s4 and s5 because they both came out this year um well God, i turn I, this, those out don't they is, This is a real Scott Hunter pick, is the only (laughs) way I can describe it. Look, I know they're not big or original or flashy, uh, but they're two... I love puzzle games, and this year, more than ever, I've been playing puzzle games just to take my mind off of the hell that is the world and (laughs) our country, and... But uh Pycross has been the main focus of that. Uh so both S four and S five have come out because obviously they can um they well, I'm I'm sure they're difficult to develop the puzzles, but obviously the same framework for the games. Uh the the, the Pycross S series I really like because they have a bunch of different puzzles. They've got regular Pycross, they've also got stuff uh different modes like Mega Pycross, which involves um I I won't describe uh the, the details of it, but it involves kind of um uh, uh, more complex puzzles and color pie cross which uh, has different colored uh squares and everything uh yeah it's they, these games have taken up a lot of time uh just relaxing listening to a podcast putting on some pie cross before bed one of my uh, ways to i uh, relax i've actually finished s5 now i think i've finished all the commercially available Pycross s games so i don't How know what i'm feel? gonna do um <laughs> Yeah, it feels what do I do now is my Is it not the sort question. of thing where
1: you can start them again because like surely there's so many puzzles that you can't um, remember all of them? I don't know. I've I've done them all.
0: Um Do so, you do you ever Do you ever get repeats of puzzles? Um, I've I've not tracked it, so Surely there's only no so many up. you can do. Maybe I should look it up. Uh maybe I might I might buy Puyo Puyo Tetris too, which I've noted was not on this list because I've not played it yet, uh but could well have placed if I bought it already. So, maybe would I'll just enjoy- pay... Puyo yeah. Puyo
1: Tetris 2, would you enjoy it as much if you didn't have people to play it with?
0: Because uh, yeah, that's very got, much got, likely got, to be the scenario, it's got, right? It's got a story mode. Oh, okay, cool. That's fine. Gotta go in adventure mode. Gotta find out what happens to those crazy kids <laughs> in the Puyo and the Tetris lands. Um, <laughs>
1: like the weird doctor and and yeah, unicorn exactly, man. The the, you know.
0: Exactly, all my favourites. Uh, anyway, <laughs> PyCross S4, S5. Not uh, much to say, like, you... It's just, I, I love Pycross, I love puzzle games, and these have been very good this year. Did so you ever finish you, that um
1: that Pycross Picross detective game? Oh, no, I didn't. Murder no, by because Numbers.
0: I, because I had to play the visual novel segments before I got to the Pycross. Yeah, that was all you cared about. <laughs> Look, okay, I don't mind, like, the visual novel bits, but I've tried to play Ace Attorney and games like that, and I like them well enough, I just... I don't think I get on with the visual novels. I want them to get to the point all the time. <laughs> I just, I just want them because you have to sit through all this dialogue before anything happens. Or uh, I feel like I get the point of what they're saying way before they get to it, and yeah. I don't like. I I have no patience for that.
1: That's fair. I think I think that's fair. I think there's there's something I've been enjoying recently: are games that just get into the game straight away, like. There's one game on my list where it's very much not that case, and that's probably going to be my game of the year overall, whereas there's a lot of talking involved. But games which just get to the game and get to the point are so much... I tend to enjoy those more nowadays than games that sort of waste my time hmm. trying to get to the different beats, I suppose. Uh, so I, I, I completely get what you mean when you say that. I don't think I finished that game either. I sort of just bounced off of it in the end. Uh, Series uh, S4 and S5. Series 4 or Series 5? What does the S stand for, Scott? S for... I didn't... It says S. What does S stand for in any game? It stands for Scott. Yeah, Scott Games.
0: Cool. Brilliant. Cool.
1: (laughs) My next game then is... Hades. So speaking of games that just get to the point straight away, who would have thought that one of my games of the year right now would be a roguelike? I wouldn't. You normally don't like them. you know what? (laughs) I don't like roguelikes. You know this. I mean, to be fair... Of my most anticipated games this year, two of them were roguelikes. I think so, Risk of Rain Two and Noita, Noita, Noitra. Neither of them yeah, ended no. up sort of doing it for me, <laughs> which is a shame. But Hades, Hades does it for me. I think that's because everything you're doing, uh, while while roguelikes are typically like you 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 keep doing the same stuff over and over again, you get slowly stronger, and then you could you you eventually sort of like bust through it. With Hades, there's an ongoing story that, that flows through it all that I find particularly interesting. You've got some you've got loads of great characters. You've got no repeated dialogue. So at no point in Hades in my like forty hours of playing have I seen any repeated dialogue from the different characters that I'm seeing during my runs, which is incredible. Um and so like everything you do adds on to the story and impacts it and characters remember things that you do so that they remember that you lo- you look like in the most recent run, you had a hard time with the Hydra or something. And I've just accidentally c- called, cancelled my phone call with Scott. Um. One o two. Sorry, please make a note of that time. I accidentally hung up on you. Um. <laughs> I think it's like one o two.
0: Yeah. Hello again.
1: Hello again. Uh. So the will uh, remember you had a difficult time with the battle with the Hydra and like just getting to know these characters and and more and more as you go through it is, is, is particularly interesting but also just the, the it never feels unfair so like a lot of roguelites i've played and, and certainly like some of that i played this year at times i've died not because i feel like because of my own skill but because the game just sort of like got overly difficult for seemingly no reason there was nothing i could do against it because I, i'm not upgraded enough to be able to handle it whereas in hades i feel like i could always get through and every failure was because i didn't react effectively enough or, or, or play effectively enough so like if, if if you were really good at these sort of roguelikes maybe you get through on the very first run you don't actually end up dying and it, it always felt like a fair one of those games which I think is what made it more enjoyable to me plus the core game the core gameplay combat and everything itself feels so good I mean super giant games they made Bastion they made um, what's it called what's the name of the other game Scott
0: I can't remember. You know the one. I can't remember.
1: You know the one. They made two others. But the the, 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 the <laughs> gameplay, the, the combat of their games has always been so good. And this sort of feels like a combination of it. It's like, it's like the best game they've made so far. And I, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's 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 really great. I'm having a great time of it. Have you managed to try it out at all?
0: I've not. No, not yet.
1: It's. Uh, I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah. I like, I I, literally like really...
0: everyone in my life has recommended it to me. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's getting so many Game of the Year Game of the Years this year as well from loads of different places. I think this is really like, this has been like the roguelite for people that's sort of taken everyone by storm. It's, it's, it's very good. Highly recommend it. What's your next game?
0: Uh, my next and final game is another puzzle game, Part-Time UFO. Part-Time
1: UFO is so good.
0: It's really good, isn't it? What I was nice so surprised by game. this.
1: Tell everyone yeah. what Part-Time UFO is.
0: Part-time UFO is a puzzle game in which you play a UFO who's come to Earth and you must engage in the gig economy by taking freelance gigs, uh, doing various things. And as a UFO, you can pick things up. You've got, you know, you're flying a, a classic UFO and you've got a little crane that reaches down and picks things up. So you have various puzzles that you engage in, which involves moving things, stacking things getting things from one area to another etc etc uh and with that simple concept the game does marvelous things it's funny um, yeah there's it's um challenging it's uh yeah extremely engaging it's bite-sized chunks you can do a puzzle and uh come back for more there's yeah there's simply completing and then there's achievements you can get it's just um such a lovely this is um i think the kirby team did this and this is i what think yeah house the Laboratory. This is what happens when a studio is only allowed to make one game series for thirty years, and then you let them do what they want. Yeah, and they absolutely. Make well, UFO. the thing is,
1: it's it's on Switch, but it's also on phones. Mm. So I think it's also on the iPhone on and Android app okay. market, app shop. Yeah, it's, it's so it's not an actually a Nintendo published game, from what mm. I can tell. Um, it might come to other consoles as well. I don't, I don't know, but it's 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 a very Nice experience. There's there's some sort of physics elements because like there's, there's some levels which require you like stack stuff. You have to have everything stacked within this sort of this this area I suppose, and that's when you a complete level. So that you have to stack it effectively, and then it tests it out like it does a little drum roll where it shakes the whole thing about to see if you've balanced it effectively. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, some of the tensest moments of the year have been <laughs> in those moments where the drum rolls happening You're like, have I managed to get this at all? I played it with my with my partner. We played through it all, both together. And we almost had arguments over it. It's, it it's, it's one of those games where you're both sort of working together, but any sort of like thing that goes wrong is always someone's fault. And so there were like moments where we'd spent like bloody ages trying to get like something to balance right. And it did the shaking thing and something fell off and you're like, oh, if you hadn't just put that thing there, it would have been fine. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I had, a, I had a great time. plus the music it's, it's got one song which it does like in loads of different like styles throughout the mm-hmm. entire game and it's so nice it's just it's
0: it's great
1: yeah it's so nice it's such a great little jingle mm. to it I, I i love it that was almost on my on my top 10 list <laughs> uh, but unfortunately other things end up taking off so i'm glad mm. you're giving it some recognition uh, there
0: that's good my pleasure anything else okay, you want to say about what's it final? no 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 uh, it's just um, it's very pleasant uh, my final uh, one, one is is 2020 my final
1: one is a very is very much a cal game I think I think every year
0: <laughs>
1: every year I have some big RPG that takes over my life so like If you year, want to final... know
0: the difference between us Scott's game is Pycross S4 and S5 and Cal's game is
1: Persona 5 Royal <laughs> so this is this is a re-release of a game that came out Persona 5 which came out in 2017 for PS4 and PS Vita this is a PS4 exclusive release which has the whole base game and then extra extra 30 hours of content, and then some content sort of, like, put in within the base game itself. It's basically the definitive release of Persona 5. Um, and it's just incredible. It's, it's, it's an anime RPG where you play a group of high schoolers who have to enter the metaverse, which is, like, basically a universe inside people's heads in order to change people's hearts and stop villains from being villains. Uh, it's it's got a great cast of characters. It's got some incredible voice acting, some absolutely brilliant writing. I became so invested in these characters that I never wanted to let them go. This is one. This is basically the opposite of Hades for me. In that it's a game that I enjoyed the story and the characters more than I enjoyed the actual gameplay. I mean, the gameplay is you're running from place to place. Like when you're in when you're in these in these dungeons. You are do it taking place in turn-paced battles, you're exploring dungeons, you're trying to unlock different areas in order to get to the boss at the end. But then in between the dungeons, the majority of the game is you just running around Shibuya, um, talking to people, and it's almost like a visual novel Visual novel in the end, which I'm not usually the biggest fans of, but I became so invested in his characters and the writing and the cutscenes and things that I just, in a way, when I got to the actual gameplay part of it, I was like, oh, I've got to go through this stuff again. I just want to get back to talking to the characters. I just want to get back to <laughs> hang around this high school, which is very much not like me. Um, I just I became so invested in it. I watched the anime, which is the exact same story, just in anime form, and I watched all of that after I'd already finished the game. I, I At no point did I want to stop being invested in these characters in this world. And it, it's I feel like every year... There's one of these games for me. So like Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Shadowbringers, was it last year? You had Near Automata the, the year before. Was it the year before that? At some point. Every year, there's, there's some anime which changes how I look at, not anime, some some, some JRPG that changes how I look at games. <laughs> and this was very much that for me. It was, it's, got, it's got a killer soundtrack as well. I've just pre-ordered the vinyl soundtrack, which is getting a re-release next year and costs £110. Um, so I'm okay. looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that arriving. That's how invested I am in this, in this game. Um, and yeah, I'd not, I have no interest in going back and playing the others. So you got persona <laughs> four, three and, and people ignore two and one from, what I gather, but like something about persona five, like that's, that's what, what I want from it. So even, even persona six, I might, maybe I won't even play that because it's not got these same characters. It's not got the same moments, the same place. Something about it was just very much like this is this has grabbed me. I'm invested in this particular universe more than anything else. Um, it's it's it was truly a special experience this year. It's it's about 130 hours long, so I spent a big chunk of time in it. I bought it the start of lockdown. I then finished the main story, took a break from it because I, like, I want to separate the main story from the the new stuff. And then a few months later, went back to the new stuff, and it was even better than the main story. And it's just, just a really great, great experience. I had a great time with it. I'd just, oh, if, if it came out on Switch, right? If they brought it out on Switch, I would probably play it again. Okay. I would probably invest the same amount of time you into it dream. all you over again. Dream. Well, there's, a, I mean, we'll get into it in a, in a second. But like the the sequel game, which is which is different. So they're bringing out a sequel game, which is more of a Musso action game, you know, where you're like fighting hundreds of enemies on screen at once. Mm-hmm. That's coming out to Switch this year and PS4. And so I'm hoping that that means that maybe they'll re-release Persona Five, the original game, onto Switch as well, so that I can play it again. <laughs> Am I going to spend another 330 hours, uh, 130 hours this year playing a game that I played last year? Fucking better.
0: Well, yeah. I look forward to seeing it on your Game of the Years 2021.
1: <laughs> no, it's not allowed, Scott. It has to be games that released. In This year, I'm not counting if they release three it for Switch.
0: <laughs> this year,
1: could we count that?
0: what' we'll, we'll discuss uh, it next we'll, year. We'll discuss that we'll, in time. We'll see if five. it
1: happens. Um, yeah. do you want to give your special shout outs then? To, yeah, uh, special shout
0: out of uh to Doom 1993. <laughs> I know Doom Eternal came up this year, but didn't make my list. But Doom would have if Cal would have let me because <laughs> I've been playing. Okay, so first of all, this is two, two separate shout outs. Shout out to Tim Rogers, game. Man, YouTuber. I uh, you wouldn't want me to call him a YouTuber, I'm sure. Uh, uh, action but Button? Action Button. Action Button is his site, is his channel. Uh, a- amazing reviews, in depth discussions. He did a brilliant three and a half hour review. Long. was it just three hours? Long. Uh, review of Doom uh, 1993, in which he um, concluded that to play Doom is to play every video game. And that okay. kind of a. Uh, that got me um, going straight back into doom doom because I think I bought the doom and doom 2 for switch because they were cheap and they were I, I will buy doom on any platform uh, early in the year and I really just dove in after watching his uh, discussion of doom and have just been playing it in you know in bite-sized chunks in my off hours uh it's brilliant just um, rediscovering that game just want to give a shout out to doom which has that- uh, occupied a lot of time on switch
1: it's a surprisingly long game actually like so i I've, yeah. I've also got it for switch this year and so i played through what i thought was the game but it turns out that was just the first chapter
0: yeah yeah there are um there are four episodes there were three in the original game and then they re-released it in 95 with an additional episode uh so yes there are there's more stuff going I should go back. Uh, to you that. should play play the subsequent episodes. Uh, also, Tim Rogers just yesterday uploaded a six-hour uh, review of Tokimeki Memorial. It's so, an anime um, game, isn't it? It is. It is a very. It's like one of the first dating sims. Um, and okay. um, and he's talking about. I mean, I've only watched the first parts. So there's six parts. I have watched the first part. It was like an hour long. Uh, his basic thesis is that. This game, this is like the precursor to like visual novels, and um, you know, if you like Persona Five, uh, a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of that game was originated in Tokimeki and Memorial. The idea of like conversation, extensive conversations like that, um, and yeah, I remember Scott. That...
1: I don't like visual novels.
0: I like Persona oh, Five. Like... Okay, sure. Well, that's, that's what I like. In- you might find it interesting because it's his thesis is that. Like, a lot of modern, like, any game that involves, like, extensive conversations, dialogue, talking, and so on, goes back to Tokimeki Memorial, so.
1: That sounds interesting. How long, how long is the video?
0: Uh, it's about six hours, but he does heavily encourage you to watch it in, it's divided into six parts, and he heavily encourages you to watch it, like, part by part. Take a break.
1: And can I so, watch it offline?
0: Um, Well, it's on YouTube. I don't know how you would get it offline. Damn it. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. That, you that, might that'll be, that could be an end of January thing I, I'll me. send it to you on VHS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <That> sounds good. <laughs> any other shout outs you wanted to give? I've uh, no. only put two on there, but if, is there any, anything else which you think uh, uh, could have made your I'm list?
0: Uh, no, I think I'm good for now. Okay. Uh, but my, you've got my... a whole year of podcasts. You want to hear me talk about games that I liked but didn't get on the list? You you can listen to me on the podcast. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we've got back I episodes. Mean,
1: I've got my, my shout-outs answer thing answer things that could have made the list because I've also got a full top ten <laughs> list that will come up in video form at uh, some point this month. But my other two shout shout-outs go to Fortnite, indie game, uh, popular indie game Fortnite, uh, which for better or worse has been a game that I've continued to play uh, quite like every every other day or so with my partner. Like that's that's still very much the game that we play together. It's just been a, a it's continues to be a really fun thing to chuck some chuck some time into um they've done a lot of cool things with it this year they did the whole marvel series which was i mean i'm not big into marvel i I like some of the things they added into that with that but ultimately it was better than marvel's avengers it was better than marvel's avengers That's, that's true and culminated in a in a massive battle against galactus which was really cool um but now we're into another series which has seems to be bringing in got some more more Fortnite. i prefer it when it's like Fortnite centric things where it's not like based on some of our ip so you've got this, got some like cool Fortnite designed characters which is quite nice but then you've also got things like the mandalorian uh so he's in it now as well which is i quite like i think he fits it quite well actually um but no, just still still does a fun game that we continue to play and it's 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 good at that it also allowed me to connect with my younger siblings uh more which was which was nice So my, my youngest brothers they both play Fortnite and they get so excited when I play with them and they get, it's, it's, it's great seeing it through their eyes, like just how invested they get in some of, like the, some of the stuff that's going on. Like the first, one of the big events this year, which completely changed the map and like flooded everything, I, I played that event with them and just the, they, they were yelling with excitement. They were, they were screaming. They, were, they, they thought it was the best thing ever. And similar to Sackboy's Big Adventure, just being able to see that through the eyes of people who... Aren't as cynical towards games as like you and I am, is <laughs> is really nice, and it sort of reminded me that's to be nice. a bit. Try, it wants me to. It makes me want to be a bit more positive towards games overall. I think that's going to be like one of my resolutions of this year: is be more positive, less negative, and cynical, while still wanting well, to I, call out. While well, still wanted to call out when uh, when when things are
0: yes. bad. There's still stuff don't, that we have to. Yeah, absolutely. To pay attention to.
1: I want to, I want to sort of try and find a balance of that somehow. I think about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I'm sure. But it's, it's, it was a sort of nice reminder of like the the positive things that games can bring to people who aren't like caught up in all that stuff. I guess it's game, games are. St- we'll talk bring, games, about this offline. Games can, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> games can still be a force for good. It seems. Um, and then my other shout out goes to Final Fantasy XIV: Shadowbringers, which finished off the Shadowbringers story with patch 5.3 in just spectacular fashion i cried a a, a, a fair amount at that it was just there it, has been very few games which i've seen managed to like really pull off a story as effectively as final fantasy 14 has over such a long period of time I and mean, you look at world of warcraft and the story they're telling is is essentially devolved into fan fiction as points where they just keep bringing back characters they're like marvel comics in a way they just keep bringing back characters killing them off and then oh they're back again and you know it's it's it's, it's, it's enjoyable for what it is from what I gather, but Final Fantasy XIV has just been this spectacular ongoing saga and the, the culmination of Shadowbringers is, was just brilliant. I had a really great time of it, so I want to give a shout-out for that while also not putting in my game of the year list because it didn't technically come out this year, <laughs> um, even though it's an ongoing game. Should we talk about our most anticipated games of this year then? Y- yes, and it, well, indeed while Due one year ends relates. yeah one year ends go. we have we have other games we need to look forward to they'll go there's going to be the games do not stop coming out and so we we have games that we are anticipating. video games
0: will never stop never Always no. video games forever. <laughs> always coming out. Always playing. Never stop playing games for any reason or any <laughs> <laughs> any cause whatsoever. Um, due to some game delays, a couple of we're gonna have some repeats from last year. Um yeah. I'm really looking forward to Bravely Default 2 in February. Yeah, it's got, actually got gonna come out in February. I uh, well, they've, they've named February, I think. So yeah, hopefully Feb it will come out um uh, yeah for all the same reasons as last year <laughs> i've I, I do occasionally like to get into a nice jrpg uh i really enjoyed bravely one on the 3ds uh so and you also uh, really hoping... enjoyed
1: uh that switch one as well uh octopath traveler
0: yes i liked octopath traveler so i'm hoping uh this will be in a similar vein and will be a fun game uh, did you did you end up yeah. playing
1: the demo at all for
0: it i did i i, I had the same problem with it that i have of all these kind of jrpg demos uh, which is, or for any role-playing game, uh, really, because I think it's hard to be done with 4, because they just pop you in, like, at a random, not random, but, like, at a point in the game where, like, you haven't, they've given you characters which are already partially developed. Yeah. You haven't, like, met those characters or um or developed them yourself. So it just kind of drops you in without a lot of context. And for what it was, it was, like, here's a slice of gameplay, which is fine, because it played like Bravely Default. So I'm yeah. I'm happy with that, but also I feel like it's it's hard to get the temperature of the game from the demos, uh, just because like the fun is in meeting those characters and developing along with the game. Whereas if you're just dropped in at like a midpoint in the story where you don't really have much context or anything, I think it's tough to um to really get engaged with it. Hard uh, as so well. Like mm. like they, yeah, they, bit... they they
1: drop you in and they sort of just expect expect you to be able to just. Uh... Handle yeah. these enemies that you're going up against. You're like, okay, but I've not had the, the build-up to this. Like, the so build-up in difficulty. bad demo
0: design, Square Enix. I think there are better ways to do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Bravey 2. I hope it will uh, continue in the same vein, because Squinix seem to have had some success lately. So, yeah, uh, so yeah Impress impressed me.
1: My uh, first most sensitive game is the, is one that I also had on the list last year, I think, and that is Tunic, uh, which is a, a game, a Zelda-like top-down game where you play a little fox with a sword. Uh, it's been made by one developer called Dicey. Um, it's looks looks very nice. It was featured in Microsoft's press conference like two, three years ago, and so it's, um, it's a game I've been anticipating. Every year for the past five years, it still doesn't have a, it. Still doesn't have a release date yet. So maybe it won't great. even come out this year. Who knows? But it's still my most anticipated game. And if it's not good, I'm gonna be angry. And I'm gonna send hate mail. Don't do that. I'm not gonna do that. Don't do that to anyone. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's it's. Yeah. It looks delightful.
0: What's so, your What's good. your second? Uh, Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury the remaster deluxe re-release Switch. Uh, I'm, it's finally happening after years. I've been asking for this, and it's finally coming out for Switch. Love that game. One of my favorite games ever. Best 3D Mario game for definite. Definitely. Um, I think we're both agreed. Um, so even though I may not be able to play the local multiplayer of anyone, uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to revisiting that game because that's a really special game uh um, it is it. just nintendo nintendo right release the soundtrack in a way i can get it not just a reward from a nintendo club from five years ago i've got it in the car do you do you have I've a got cd the C- i've got the cd still is that my cd that you borrowed from me no no
1: i i also got the cds from the from the club nintendo oh, well,
0: i don't know where my cd is i've lost it um, it's like a, it's four annoying. discs Mm-hmm that's really annoying for me, uh, yeah. but uh,
1: Scott, I don't know if you know this. but you can just download it from the
0: internet. Yeah. Anyway, Nintendo get re- release that soundtrack in a way I can legally access it. That'd Nintendo should nice. release
1: great... you should, you should just release soundtracks for their games in general. Yeah, Denver.
0: it's a, it's a great soundtrack. What are you doing? Uh, anyway? It's also a great game. <laughs> what, what what am I doing?
1: No, no, Nintendo. I'm on about Nintendo. Oh, okay. In uh, it, you, they've yeah. actually they have released the soundtracks to uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy recently. But the only way to get them is to buy the Mario three D collection, and then you, <laughs> then you have to listen to them within the game.
0: So, like, if you and, uh, so, so i really stylish walking down the street with yeah. your headphones plugged in. <laughs> yeah, just <your> switch. <laughs>
1: switch? Uh, so that, I've been yeah. I've been playing the three D collection recently because I've been playing through every Mario game. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why I started that, but I'm ca- still going through, and. You've got six options when you start that game. You've got the three games, then it's also got three like CD boxes a lot further along, which is just listening to those three soundtracks. It's just such a bizarre way of doing it. You know, like oh, you can listen to this in sleep mode. You're like fucking brilliant. Okay, <laughs> I remember when they when they released Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and they did the same thing there, where you could listen to that soundtrack in sleep mode. And they like they like bigged it up as like a way to have this soundtrack with you on the go. And you're like, I'm not. I'm Brilliant. not carrying my Switch around. Nintendo, don't make the stop trying to make this a thing. It's not a thing. Why would it be? Why would anyone do that? <laughs> Who's you can't fit it in your pocket. What? Yeah. So have I got to have my headphones plugged into my
0: Your Usual backpack, yeah. Headphones
1: aren't very es- long,
0: especially when uh, the Switch has no native Bluetooth support.
1: Exactly, you can't have Bluetooth headphones for it. It's ridiculous. Sort it out Nintendo, but Mario 3D World. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited game. for that. It's a
0: great yes, game. It's going to be good. I own uh, it for
1: Wii U. I'm probably going to buy yeah, it I Switch. Do, but
0: Switch. Yeah, well, I'm not going to dig out my Wii U just for that game, am I? Uh, but, so how are you? No, I'm not. Okay. Exactly. It's no, coming oh, out on so Switch. I don't question. have to. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. because it's coming out on Switch. Uh, so that'll be great. Ne- next game. Wait, the Bowser's Fury stuff. What do you reckon that is? <laughs> that ended really aggressively. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, next next game. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking I'm about get this. i on switch. Alright, I don't have to. <laughs> uh, the Bowser's. I think it's like extra levels. Maybe okay. I might be making that up. But
1: I'm, I'm 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 slightly disappointed that they've not announced that it's going to have all of the 3D land levels as well.
0: Yes, give me my 3D collection. They'll never do that. Because. They'll never do that. Will
1: how long is 3D World going to be on sale for? <laughs> That's why I want to know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Until gonna, the is it going to be a Monday, Monday? <laughs> of August? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> get, it, get it fast. Okay, my next anticipated game is Hitman 3. Those are good games. Those Hitman games. Those new Hitman games for uh, the consoles and the PCs where they're, they're like episodic. So like, they give you little little sandboxes. So, like There's a level which is just... So each game has like five levels within it and the idea is you just keep doing those levels over and over in different ways and like, it gives you different missions to do around the same assassination. And they're just great little sandbox games where you can just be this. It's like assassination simulators. Uh, those are really good. They have a wacky storyline. Just a fun fun assassination game. And I'm really looking forward to what they do with the new consoles. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's why I'm excited for Hitman, really. I went to the, the offices, actually, the, the IO offices when I was in Copenhagen and stood outside of the offices and got all excited, thinking, they're making Hitman in there. Right now, they're in there making Hitman. And that's that when we could travel uh, and actually go outside. So that was over a year ago now. And now Hitman 3 is coming out. And I was I was very close to them creating it. Metres away from it being created at one point. Uh, very excited for Hitman 3. <laughs> Looks spectacular. So you,
0: really, you played a part in the development of that game, is what you're saying?
1: In a way, I was near that the creation of that game. If you want to talk about it that way, I was near the creation of Hitman 3. you are You're on the dev team... <laughs> Mm, I would go Yeah. <laughs> <He would laughs> they look, Scott, they may have seen you me the on, other their, dev team. on their CCTV cameras, they could have seen me stood outside of their front door posing for a oh, picture oh, outside of he, their offices. He's,
0: he's I, mean, they're, they're, I could they're be in the game. They're like, we could put him. Oh, he has a really good look. Imagine yeah. if you were if, if like a, an identical model to you. I sorry, if
1: I see if I see an NPC looking like me from, <laughs> from that picture. I'll be fine with you know.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll know
1: yeah. i'll know because it's me i'm gonna look for that now just in case but you know what have happened what if it has <laughs> uh what's your next <laughs> to speak again? oh
0: halo infinite which again has been delayed till this year uh um, good it's, yeah, it's good that it's been um, delayed it's good yeah exactly i'm not but i'm not uh, mad about any of these delays by the way i fully appreciate uh why they happened and i'd much rather they got delayed than um you know um, I mean, they may still be like crunching their workers, which is bad. Uh, but I'd, you know, rather they be de- I delay even more if you have to to avoid crunch. Please, yeah, it's, do. Been, it's been delayed um,
1: to, to like fall, like autumn time. Like it's been, mm, it's a but, big delay. But
0: hopefully, it will be good. And it might sell me a Series X. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to Halo Infinite a lot. Um, we've obviously been playing through those Halo games in preparation for it, and got a lot longer to do that now. Uh, I've also been also, <laughs> yeah. also been playing the Halo games with my partner. Um, those are really good games, and I really want them to come back and do a really good Halo for the Series X and slash PC. I think that'd be. I, w- I want to see what they can do new with Halo. You know, I want yeah, Halo. To I'm be hoping
0: this... we'll play some good multiplayer as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. I want. I want to have. I want Halo to be a big thing again because because Halo is like, growing up as a teenager, that was the game. That was the game which I got most excited about. That was like. The game that me and my friends played—that was the experience, and I really want that to to be. I want Halo to be important again, you know. I think I miss. I miss it being important.
0: Yes. Well, it yeah, just, I want to be like do the online at launch. Uh, yeah, I get the excitement. I uh, hopefully that will be nice if it happens.
1: Yeah, I, I I would love to just be part of that at launch. Actually, that'd be that'd be really nice. That'd be good. Here's hoping. Uh, my next game is Persona Five Strikers, which I mentioned before. It's the sequel to Persona Five. Um, it is a Musou game, which has you fighting hundreds of enemies on screen at once. So it's not a turn-based RPG like the original PS- uh, Persona Five is, but it's a it's an action action game. What, what do you call those games?
0: Like Hyrule Warriors, what, um, what, like like, worry, a, lo- like a Dynasty Warriors game, basically a Warriors game.
1: You know, is is that is that just what it is? I suppose it's not really um, good. I, another... I don't know
0: what the name of the genre is. I just call it Dynasty Warriors, and people would know what I mean. Okay, properly. yes, it's
1: it's one of those, um, and I'm very very excited for that because uh, it means I get to spend more time in the Persona Five world, which doesn't back rerun the, the podcast forty minutes you can tell how I'm excited for that game. I don't need to talk to you any more about that. I've done it enough for this podcast. <laughs> What's your next
0: one? Uh, it is. Um, what what is it? Uh, Mass Effect Legendary. It if EA me. don't fuck it up, this surprised uh, fu- me. Um, I did get it right, didn't I? Legendary is the remakes of the Mass Effect games.
1: I think it is. Yes, Mass Effect okay. Legendary Edition.
0: <laughs> Providing that is what I think it is, and, um, <laughs> and with a massive asterisk, if EA don't fuck it up. I mean, they, they uh, did. They, they, so you got Command and
1: Conquer remastered, which, done, which they've yeah, done so- well so there's precedent for them to do re- remaster well
0: yeah so maybe so uh but i really love mass effect and i'm looking forward uh providing this is a remake which i think it is it is then it i'm is. looking forward to playing those games again in yeah. um in updated form uh that'll be really good uh is especially that March one and two. Come out? maybe i'll finally finish three yeah so uh Bree's why good? It surprise you that i choose this
1: uh, because I didn't know if you'd like dropped off Mass Effect enough where you just sort of like, oh, I'm done with that series. Like The idea of, no, it, of w- you playing it again, I, I just, I'm just a bit no, surprised. No, I,
0: I would definitely like to revisit those first games, uh, provided they don't... Look, I, I would ideally like them to take microtransactions out of 3. Will that really happen? I hope so, but maybe not. But if they put microtransactions into 1 and 2, I'm not buying it. The only reason it was in so 3 I- is
1: for the multiplayer, I think, and they've already announced yeah. that the multiplayer is not coming back.
0: Okay, well, I, don't think I, they'll be in I, there. I will. I'll be following this closely. But if if it goes right, it will be brilliant because I love those games and I want to replay them. If it goes wrong, then I'll be complaining about it next year.
1: <laughs> they don't run very well on PC right now, do they? Like those those original games. Like I think it's... Uh, they they
0: do okay, but they're not like brilliant ports. Because I
1: remember I remember when I played Mass Effect One for the first time on PC. Um, there was like a point in the game where all the characters were replaced with black boxes. And, it, uh, and then there's also another point where everything was just completely dark. I had to sort of just run forward and hope that I was going through the right place. And apparently that's just a bug that they can't fix now. Because it, it's not, not like built for new graphics cards or something. So it's just a bug yeah, that's Mass just Bet there. Yeah, Mass Effect
0: 1 in particular uh, runs a bit rubbish on PCs. But yeah, it'd be nice no, if it a... I would happily
1: play those games again. And apparently they're also going to do um, updated versions for the new consoles. So first we'll see what that's like. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it that will be good uh, my next game is also a remake it's near replicants which is the remake of the original near game which is a game that i think last year i said i was going to play over the christmas period i never ended up playing it because i couldn't get it to run properly on the pc but now they've announced they could do they're doing a remake of it which is great so i look forward to play i, I love near automata it's one of my top games of all time i've not played the original so i'm look, very much looking forward to being able to play that properly in an updated fashion where they've added some quality of life improvements to make it a bit more modern, I guess. Uh, everything I've seen so far in that game looks really great. They've got the voice actors back in to re record the voice lines to make it better, I guess. <laughs> but it's weird to have like get voice actors back in what, like 10, 10 years later? Pretty cool. Looking forward to that mm. quite quite a lot. Mm. Um what's your last most most anticipated game?
0: My last most anticipated is going to be Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Two again, provided they don't fuck it up. What? I, I admit with some of these looking forward to ones, they're you know, it's precarious, they're balanced on a prayer. It's a prayer that the developers don't completely mess it up. But
1: that's all games, is not it? That's just what games are these days, so that you, you you could say anything about it, It'll, this'll be good provided it's good.
0: Yeah, you know? and I I realise I I'm thinking I may have heard like a horrible story about the game, which in that case scrub it from the list. But <laughs> but providing that wasn't true or it didn't happen, that my memory is faulty. Um, yeah, Vampire to a big RPG. It might be nice. It might be by because I played. It didn't come out this year, but I played a lot of Divinity 2, Original Sin, a uh, Divinity Original Sin two. Um, which was really good. I discovered that game this year. Last year had Disco Elysium, uh, which has also been re-released this year. Now, 2019, we're, okay, we're in January 21 now. So 2019 had Disco Elysium, which has also been re-released in 2021 with more dialogue. So that'll be good. But I didn't also... play that
1: game till 2020 and I, like over mm. the Christmas period, and I very much considered it putting it on my game of the year list this year because it's it was I, I so wish it was on my list the previous year because Disco Elysium is so
0: good. It's ridiculously but good. But hopefully Vampire 2 will be a fantastic RPG. So. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna get Disco Elysium when it's out on Switch.
0: I'm gonna play it yes. again. So I'm looking forward to it, maybe. What R- is R- what R- is Vampire? R- so is is that a top down RPG like the others? Uh no, no. Okay. So uh back in two thousand and four there was a game developed <laughs> by Troika Entertainment, uh who went bust afterwards called Vampire the Masquerade. So Vampire the Masquerade is a started life as a pen and paper rpg and then vampire masquerade bloodlines was a computer game a video game um, computer based game on that system yes exactly <laughs> a com- a are you game. my mum <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based on that system uh and it was in first person uh it was one of the early games made using the half life two source engine it came out before half life two actually uh and it was legendarily unfinished it was kind of rushed to release and the last third was very buggy and unfinished but it also had loads of good stuff in it excellent like there's a few very memorable bits with like haunted house there's like great role playing like a lot of di- a lot of dialogue there's a lot of freedom with your character uh you can be some types of vampires it was it's known as like a really good but also kind of unfinished game and now 15 years later 16 years later they're coming back at you with a sequel what sort of vampires is it?
1: is it like dracula uh, vampires or is it twilight vampires
0: it, it's more twilight it's like goth 90s vampires
1: okay twilight vampires
0: yep okay cool uh sure anyway it's um <laughs> so it's a first per- it's gonna be first person um kind of uh action rpg which, oh uh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be-, be
1: vampire cyberpunk i get it
0: yeah sure uh hopefully it won't be a disappointing cyberpunk but hopefully no. it will be good. Uh so yeah,
1: that's hopefully it will be nice. Yeah, I'm interested in it. I I'm I'm obviously always looking you might for play it. I'm looking always looking for an RPG that's going to take my take my interest and maybe this year it won't be a Japanese one. Maybe it'll be vampires. Maybe. Maybe. But <laughs> also probably not. It's probably going to be a big Japanese one again. I don't know which to so, I mean, Bravely Default Two might be that game, right? But I just don't see that as being like a, yeah. as life changing as things like Persona Five or Nier Automata. Hmm.
0: If, maybe it's if... more of a traditional JRPG than the modern type you tend to like.
1: Yeah, wonder what it'll be. Could be a, 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 Scott. There's games that aren't announced right now, right? That might be like the big ones. You know, we don't know. Yeah, maybe anything could happen. My final most anticipated game is Monster Hunter Rise, by the way, uh, which is the new Monster Hunter coming out for Switch and also Leaked coming out for PC as well, but I'll be getting it for Switch. Uh, looks like it takes the best of both worlds. So for, from it takes some stuff from Monster Hunter World in making like this big open world place to like fight monsters in and also a load of stuff from the portable games as well. It sort of merges them together to hopefully be the best version of Monster Hunter. Uh, Monster Hunter is one of my favorite series. It's a game that I get so invested in every time it comes out. And so, I'm just super into this game. I remember when I played Monster Hunter World, when it came out in January or February 18. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah, One of those years. Maybe. I was like, oh, it's so annoying that I'm playing the game of the year right now, like right at the start of the year. And ultimately, it ended up being my second favourite game of the year. But, big, big energy from Monster Hunter, so I'm hoping Monster Hunter Rise is going to carry on that and just be the best when when does that come out can you google it for me please pardon can you google when monster hunter rise comes out for
0: me please sure oh yeah you
1: (laughs) i've got basic internet so right now when my partner's home i can hotspot off of her phone and so i can look at the internet from in in that regard we can watch the odd bit of youtube provided like it it keeps up but when she's not home i have to connect to a bt wi-fi hub across the street. And um, every time a car drives past, sure. it cuts out. And so I have to sign <laughs> in. I have to sign in again. Uh, right. And I don't like doing that, uh, so I just don't do it. Uh,
0: so the answer is twenty sixth of March, twenty twenty one, is when it's meant to come out.
1: Nice, be a good day. Marking your calendars, monster time to rise. Uh, and that is the end of you our. You what else enc-
0: they should mark in their calendars? What sometime February twenty twenty one when we'll be back with our regular scheduled podcast. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm um, hoping to do early Feb, I guess, although it really depends on what capabilities we have, but None of the Another Geek Podcast will be back in February this year for season two, we're still sort of hashing out what it's going to look like, uh, probably similar to what it's looked like before, <laughs> <laughs> who knows, uh, What one thing I want to do is get more guests on, to talk about different things, uh, I think I've always enjoyed having guests on Just the podcast. Just to break up
0: the, 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 our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Exactly to give me Just someone uh, else to put talk a to. Barrier between us. Yeah. Why would you throw up walls between us, Cal? <laughs>
1: Sorry, Scott. Have to uh, for my <laughs> own sanity. So that's one thing I'd like to do more of this year. Uh, whether it will happen, who knows. But ultimately, me and Scott will be back to talk about video games, news, other geek shit. Uh, you know the the usual. You know what to expect yeah. from this at this point uh, this year. And I'm I'm for one, I'm looking forward to it. I think the hiatus has done us good. Uh, should be should be fun. Is there anything what are you wanting out of this year, Scott? If you can have one thing out of this year, doesn't have to be video game related, can be anything. What is one thing you want out of this year? Um to
0: hug my grandmother.
1: No. Again not no what? not
0: allowed. What? No. What? When hope maybe if corona was over. No. I think you're
1: getting hopes up too high there, Scott. Oh, lower, sorry. lower your lower your hopes a little bit more. Give me something uh. else.
0: <laughs> um uh, to not feel so empty. Uh, again,
1: oh. hope's a little All bit right. too high there. To so you go-
0: um, to cook at least one nice um, carbonara.
1: Yeah, I think I, could, I think that's doable. I think okay, that's doable. Cool. What about you? <laughs> uh, to <laughs> so hug my grandmother again is my my top one i think uh i don't want to feel as empty anymore i think i think those are both doable and then uh, i've already mastered carbonara so i don't need that um you would never hug your grandmother no, don't no. get i'm not oh, I'm just not to spoon over i just got milk on my blanket um i think one of my goals of this year is to clean this blanket of milk Okay. So, <laughs> i think it's gonna be a good year it's <laughs> maybe
0: it can't be any worse right it can't be any worse All right, well, we'll see you in February and we'll tell you if it got worse.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. See you in February.
0: Goodbye. Love you. Bye.